Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Hands up if you were here last week for Jared's message. Awesome. Yeah, it was really powerful and I encourage you, if you didn't hear it, you'll feel free to go onto our church's Facebook page and you can watch it there. Otherwise, on our website, we do live stream it. But Jared spoke about being better together because we are starting uh, a series, an eight-week series. We're going to look on relationships, relational connections with people. Uh, and we're going to be um, watching these Keep Your Love on videos in our life groups, but we're also going to be speaking about it in the church services. And tonight, I really felt to speak on what Jared was starting to tap into, and that was connection. And I really want to speak on connection tonight because to relate to someone is to connect to them. And if you cannot connect with someone, you do not have a relationship with them. And it's my desire that by the end of tonight, you would have a greater value for connection and a greater desire to pursue that connection with those around you and with God. Um, I have a friend called Barzi Baker, which some of you, hands up, you know Barzi Baker. So I was living with him about six years ago, and we went to some, it was some sort of celebration at a pub bar sort of thing. I don't know what it was, but I know the All Blacks were playing, and we were playing Australia, and um, Ben Smith had a great game, scored a couple of tries. But uh, we were standing there in a line, and there was about five of us kind of like curved a little bit in a line. The TV's up there conveniently placed, and some people were talking, I'm not, I'm just watching the game. And, uh, and I just noticed, I looked down, and I see below the TV, here's Barzi Baker just standing there. And he's looking around, and he's a very social individual. He loves, he's very engaging. Uh, he's a very extroverted. And I see him just like, he's looking around. I'm like, he's looking for his next engagement. Like, where's his next connection going to be with? Who's he going to speak to? And I'm just standing there watching him. And I, and I look up at the screen, and I look back down at him. And I look back up the screen, I look back down at him, and I realize he has no grid for what's on that TV. He, he is not connecting or relating to anything that's on the screen. If he looked at it, he might think it was Brazil. He has no grid for that game. And, and last night we um, watched the All Blacks versus the um, Argentina. And uh, we went through we, South Africa. Po- apologies. <coughs> and we went through the anthems and we went through the haka. And then Blake Pope turns and says, oh, it's the All Blacks. I thought we were watching the Crusaders. And it's a similar dynamic where like me having grown up playing rugby and watched it and watched a lot of analytical videos about it. I'm relating to the time on the scoreboard. I'm relating to the season that these guys are in. This is a World Cup year. The fact that they're putting players out specifically to set them up for the World Cup. I'm relating to the fatigue of the players. I'm relating to to the fact that some of these guys are not having a good game and they're not feeling great about it. But then I can relate to them when they do something really good. I relate to, to so much of what's going on, but for some people they don't. And you maybe one of those who can relate to, to sports and one who can't, but you know what it's like to sit beside someone in that moment. You're fully connected with what, what's going on and they're just looking on social media or they're just talking the whole time. The difference is one person connects with what's happening on the screen and the other one doesn't. You know, you know what it was like in, in high school. I don't know about you. Hands up if you were the kid who was always distracted and distracting others. Anyone else? Got a few. Alan Carvin? Yes. And... Um, <laughs> And so then there's always people in the room who they'd just arrive in class, they would sit down and they would just listen to the teacher. And I never, I never understood that. Um, and you may be on the other side of the coin wondering about people like me and our future. But um, I, I, 
the difference in that situation is, is the other people would connect with what the teacher was sharing. They could actually relate to what the teacher was teaching. I had no understanding of why I should listen to Pythagoras and a movie study. I don't know, like I just really struggled to relate, so I usually didn't make it through a whole class before being asked to leave. And the difference was I couldn't connect. I couldn't relate with what the teacher was sharing. And we all know what it's like. Well, most people, this might be your first time here tonight, but for many people in this room, you know what it's like to be listening to a preacher share a message. And you're like, this is really awesome. You're getting a lot out of it. You're engaged with it. You're hearing what they're saying. Maybe you're taking notes on your phone or you're writing down things. And you just catch out of the corner of your eye the person beside you just on Instagram. And you're like... How can you, you know, like in this very valuable moment, like what's going on there? Or maybe you're the person who you are in a message and uh, you come out and you got nothing out of it. You're like, didn't even know what the person said. And then your best friend's like, man, that was such a good message. You know, like we've all experienced that. But again, the difference is one of you connected with what was being shared from the front and the other one didn't. And it's the same with relationship with other people. There are certain people who we struggle to have relationship with. And these are the people we struggle to connect with. And it's the same with God. People who struggle in their relationship with God or don't have a relationship with God are people who do not have a connection with God. They are unable to connect with God. It's almost impossible to have a relationship with someone if you can't connect to them because your relationship with someone is defined by your connection to them. And so I really felt to start this relational series by talking about the fundamental reality of relationships, and that is connection. Um, so I googled um, relationships and what that meant, and Google came up with the way in which multiple people or things are connected. So relationship is connection, nothing more, nothing less. Um, so what I want everyone to do first is I want you to write down on your phone or on, a, on your notepad, I want you to write down one relationship that you would like to see improve during this relational series. And it can be God, it can be your parents. It can be your friend. It can be your wife. I want you to write down one relationship that you would like to see improve during this series. I believe we are spiritually, physically, emotionally, and mentally created for connection in every way. There was a study done in the United States in 1944. It was an experiment that was conducted on 40 newborn infants to determine whether individuals could thrive alone on basic physiological needs without affection. Physio a physiological need is just a physical need like food and water um, to see if, see if they could thrive alone with basic physiological needs being met but without affection. Now one thing to understand with babies, um, the only real way to connect with them is affection. You can't really talk about sport, can't talk about the weather, can't talk about your day. You can only really connect to babies through affection. And so what I want you to hear there is they deprive connection to these babies. They wouldn't connect with them. 20 newborn infants, infants were housed in a special facility where they had caregivers who would go in to feed them, bathe them, and change their diapers, but they would do nothing else. Their caregivers had been instructed not to look at or touch the babies more than what was necessary. That's not just affection, that's connection. Um, never communicating with them. All their physical needs were attended to meticulously and the environment was kept sterile. None of the babies becoming ill. None of them got pneumonia, none of them got the flu. 
The experiment was halted after four months by which at least half of the babies had died. There was no physiological cause for the baby's death. There was no physical reason why they died. They were all physically very healthy. Before each baby died, there was a period where they would stop verbalizing and trying to engage with their caregivers. They would generally stop moving, wouldn't cry, or change expression, and death would shortly follow. The conclusion was that nurturing is a, vit- is a very vital need in humans, but I'd, I'd like to say that what they're communicating is connection is a vital need for humans. And if you read that, that they would stop verbalizing and they stop trying to engage with their caregivers. And, and being like a pastor, I watch many people come into our community. Some come in, some come out. And I watch a similar process of people trying to connect with others, trying to connect to a community. And, and they try, but eventually they sort of give up and then they end up disappearing if we don't really look after them. And it's a, like this, the, I hope this something like this will never have to be done again for us to realize that we have an inborn created need for connection that starts from day one. It's something that God created and planted in us. This experiment will will obviously never be repeated, but what I'd love every person to realize is that you are created for connection. Can you think of your first day of school or your first day of university or your first job you went to or maybe the first time you came to this church? When, When you came in here, there would have been some questions. You would have been a little bit nervous, but the main thing you would have been asking yourself is, will I connect to anyone? Will I connect in or will I connect to what's happening in the room? Especially uh, like for me, when I wasn't a Christian and I first came to church, it's like, what am I going to connect to? Like, am I going to understand anything that's going on? For people who are in a rocky place with their relationship with God, not feeling very confident in that, they're wondering, am I going to be able to connect to God? This is a question when we ask, we ask when we walk into these situations. You are created for connection. Everyone will have experienced being in a room full of people yet feeling lonely. Everyone will experience maybe being in your family, maybe being in a community but surrounded by people but feeling lonely. The reason why you feel lonely is because you're not connected to anyone because you are created for connection. You are created for connection from birth, but that carries on through life. And a woman called Julian Holt Lundstad of Brigham University, Utah, USA, conducted a series of studies over of tens of thousands of people in order to understand what are some of the main indicators of longevity of life. What are the, some of the main indicators that someone is going to live a long life? And she came to the conclusion after studying tens of thousands of people over nearly a decade they're the two top indicators of long life, head and shoulders above the rest. So like exercise was in there, not smoking was in there. Uh, lots of those things were in there. But the two top indicators that she recognized that if you had these things, that you were more likely to live a longer life. And second place was close relationships. So close relationships, these are the people that you turn to in your time of need. Either you need some extra finances or you need a, a trip to the doctors. These are the people you turn to. But the first and the top indicator for longevity of life was was the social interactions the person had. How much do you connect with people as you go throughout your day? Both these things are about connection, and I really do value a good diet. I do value exercise. But the way that God has created us to be, He's created us in such a way that we are dependent upon connection more than anything else, first with Him, but also with those around us. 
The fact is you have been created for connection. That's not just a nice thought. It has a drastic effect on the life you live. The connections you have with those around you has a drastic effect. You have been created for a purpose, and this is to be in connection with people, but also with God. You see, mankind was first created in the image of God. Genesis 1.28 says, uh, let us make man in our own image, mankind in our own image, in our own likeness. And so this is... uh, This is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit speaking here. Let us make mankind in our own image. So we were created as mankind out of relationship in the same way we are birthed out of relationship. Unless something drastic has happened, every person who is born is born into a family with a mother and a father. We are born from relationship and we are born into relationship. As soon as you are born, you have a mother. And as soon as we are created, we are created in relationship with God. So mankind was first created in relationship with God, and this relationship and connection will always be the most important one in this lifetime and the eternity to follow. But we also have a vital need for connection with others, and God recognizes that, and He supports that. He says in Genesis 2.18, God said, It is not good for man to be alone. This is when He created Adam before He made Eve. He said, It is not good for man to be alone. He didn't say, It is not good for mankind to be single. He said, It is not good for man to be alone because we were created for connection. We were created for connection. We were not created to be alone. So there was a divine connection between mankind and God, but also between each other. But then there was a disconnect. Then there was a disconnect. The enemy being the devil challenged God's authority in their life. And in a moment of deception, they chose to connect with the lies of the enemy over the truth with God. And in their freedom, they chose to walk out of relationship with God. This is when sin entered humanity and sin is is separation of relationship with God. It is the gap between people who don't know God and God himself and is within this gap that all sorts of destructive behavior flows from. So this was the gap was made when mankind chose to walk away from relationship with God. And so Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, this is shortly after, after Adam and Eve had decided to trust in the enemy more than God. God says, where are you? And in this moment, God's not asking for the physical location of Adam and Eve. He knows where they are, but he's asking, where, where is our connection? Where are you in this moment? We all will have had a best friend when we were growing up. I really hope so, or at least a good friend, uh, that all of a sudden wasn't our good friend or our best friend anymore. And we used to hang out with them. We used to maybe play sports or used to just, I don't know, like take photos of each other, film each other. People do that, you know, dancing in front of the camera and then posting it. Anyway, used to be able to connect with them, used to be able to get along. But then when it comes to like a few years later, whether there's a big change in your life or in their life and you try to do the same thing, you try to connect with them and you just don't. You don't, you're not able to connect with them that moment. You try to invite them to something you used to always do. Like I remember when I first became a Christian, it was really hard for me to connect with my non-Christian friends because I couldn't connect with them the way I used to connect, that I had changed. And I know in that moment, some of them were asking that question, where are you? And that's what God was asking of mankind in that moment. Like, where are you? Where is our connection gone? Something has changed in this moment. God knew where Adam and Eve were. He's God, but he was asking, where is our connection? I have lost my connection with you. So the question is, how was God going to seek connection with his creation? 
again. And this question is a question we should be asking. How can I build connection with both God and people? How can I grow in my relationships? There are many ways you can build connection and build relationship with people, but there's only one uh, thing I feel to give today. It is, the, it is the one thing about building relationship and connection with people that if, if you get this and you do this, then you, you'll, you'll leave with something. But if you get every other tool to do with connection and you don't get this, you'll leave with nothing. And that one thing is that, I know it, I just want to read it out. There are many ways in which you build connection. But the one way that I want to give you today that underpins everything that connection is built upon is understanding. Connection is built upon understanding. And so the first and only point I'm going to give is when you're wanting to build a connection is you need to be willing to pursue understanding. So to relate is to connect. To relate to, is to connect. And all connection is built on understanding. I want you to go back to that question of which relationship you would like to see grow during the series. And I want you to ask the question, when was the last time you tried to understand this person? When was the last time you tried to understand how they think, why they think that, why they did that? You see, what a lot of people do is they end up just making conclusive judgments about other people's actions and thoughts. They don't actually seek to understand what the other person was trying to do. This is what a lot of people do with their relationship with God. They make including judgments about his actions or perceived actions instead of actually trying to understand him for who he is, understand what his goodness actually looks like. And so my question for you is, what does it look like? Or when was the last time you sought to understand this person? Whether it's your parents. I know there was a massive time in my life where I sat my dad down and asked him to share his story about his childhood and growing up. And it completely changed the way I related to my dad because I understood him in a way I never did. And maybe that's a word for some of you in here who have struggled, struggled with your parents and are struggling with your parents to try understand them. Why do they parent like they parent? I can tell you they're doing the best job they can right now with everything that was given to them. And maybe it's up to you to seek encouragement in that moment. You can't understand everything in relationship, but you can understand enough that you can begin to connect with them. So what did God do when he was faced with disconnection with his creation? Did he come down like a fireball, making himself known, imposing himself on every single person like some people do to try to build connection? They tell you everything that they think, everything they want you to think, and they don't even ask you a single question and they wonder why they don't feel connected to anyone. And so instead of God doing this, he sent Jesus, his son, born as a baby into this earth, vulnerable, humble, he humbled himself by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to be born as nothing more than a baby. But Jesus Christ was fully God. Colossians 2.9 says that in Christ, the fullness of the deity dwelt within him. Everything that was God dwelt within Jesus, even as a baby. But here's the part where God sought understanding and is able to connect with us and we are able to connect with him in this moment. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 18, paraphrase. Since the children have flesh and blood, the children being creation, what God created, have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, speaking of Jesus, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. 
For this reason, he had to be made like them. He had to be made like us, his creation, fully human in every way, in order that he might become the merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, that he might make atonement for the sins of the people, the separation of relationship, because he himself suffered Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. What does this mean? It means he understands you. He understands your fear. He understands your insecurity. He understands your your shortcomings. He understands your moments of disappointment and discouragement. He can connect to you in that moment, but more importantly, you can connect to him. You can connect to him with your dreams. You can connect to him with your hopes because he understands you. He understands you. He understands you. If you are willing to pursue that understanding, that God understands the very moment that you are sitting in right now, that God understands the things that you've been worrying about this week, the things that you're worrying about coming up, the things that you're praying about or not praying about, if you're willing to pursue that, understand that He knows you in this very moment, then you will build connection with Him. And as you build that connection, your relationship will grow. You build connection with God and connection with those around you. If the band could come up, please. We have another seven weeks where we're going to be highlighting and focusing on relational relationships, connecting with people. And as we do, your understanding of what what relationship looks like is going to grow. And as your understanding grows, your ability to connect and build relationship will grow with other people. And as we begin to model connection, as we begin to model relationship as a church, people are going to be drawn to that because people are drawn to that which they have been created for. And people have been created for connection. And when they see a community that models connection, that seeks understanding with each other and with God, that seeks connection, that builds a depth of relationship through a strength and connection, people will gather to that because they will come to that which they have been created for. Our city is longing to feel connected to something. They find that connection in so many things that are not God, that are not life-giving. But we have the opportunity to model a life-giving relationship with God, a life-giving connection with God and with the community around us. And so I want you all to write down one way this week in which you can pursue understanding with the person you wrote down at the beginning or the person you feel like has been highlighted in this moment that's coming to your mind right now, I want you to write down on your phone or your notebook one way that you can pursue understanding with that person, whether it's your parents, whether it's God, whether it's a friend, one way that you can pursue understanding, a question about their history, a question about why they do what they do. What does it look like for you to pursue understanding in that relationship? Allow yourself to connect to them and build relationship.